Well, welcome to Biz Talk with Jeffrey and Jamie. Jeffrey is not with us today. Um, it is October 8th, 2021, and my guest today is Justin Langston. He is a general manager and an owner of Two Men in a Truck, Tulsa. Thank you for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. Wonderful. So if you've heard this podcast before, you'll know that I like to connect with other business owners and get their take on a particular industry, learn more about it, and then talk about what successes successes and challenges uh, of business ownership that they may have experienced uh, to see if it's something others can learn from as well. Good so Justin, I know you, um, but can you share a little bit about your background and how you came to Two Men in a Truck? It's always hard sharing about yourself with people that you know. It's awkward, right? Uh, it is kind of <laughs> weird. So, right. So, my name is Justin Linkston. Uh, I'm an owner in two franchise locations of Two Men in a Truck, uh, both here in Tulsa and in Melbourne, Florida. Um, I came to Two Men in a Truck from the corporate world. Uh, I worked in marketing, and so I was recruited away to run the marketing department in Tulsa. Quickly took on the HR and marketing departments for six franchises across six different or five different states uh, took the gm job when it was open and then shortly after bought into the company and here i am fantastic so for any who doesn't know two men in a truck it's obviously a moving company yes it is. is it primarily residential or commercial or both so we do both uh, residential and commercial both in-state uh, and interstate so across state lines so we'll take customers anywhere in the lower 48 continental uh, we also do packing and unpacking, loading and unloading, internal moves. Uh, we flip mattresses as well. People do uh, reoccurringly pay us to come and flip their mattress. So really? I like to tell people that we'll do as little or uh, as much as you want us to do as okay. long as you're willing to pay for it. All right. We come like unload my dishwasher, do laundry, things like that. You no, know, I'm sure <laughs> that we would we could work that out. Okay, great. So our listeners, obviously, they can't see you, but I think it's fair to say you qualify as a young professional. I do, yes. Um, what advantages and also what challenges uh, have you encountered being a, a younger professional? Oh, man. So this is a fun question uh, because it, it depends on who the audience is and who you're talking to. <laughs> um, so the advantages, I think, of being a young professional are that you kind of have a different vantage point on things. Mm -hmm. um, if you have an educational background, you learned things that perhaps your counterparts who are older might not know or might not have learned or been exposed to. So I think you come to discussions and approaches differently and with a different mindset. The disadvantages uh, are hard disadvantages. It's, sure. it's difficult as a successful young professional to be taken seriously. Sure, I can see um, that. And I think you have to fight a little bit harder and advocate for yourself a little bit more and sure. uh, learn when to speak up and, and to say, hey, you know, I'm at the table too. Yeah. My opinion and viewpoints matter as well. Um, so being treated equally sometimes sure. is a little bit okay. difficult. Uh, I think being a minority and young professional as well makes sure. that even much more of a challenge. So That makes sense. Sure. Um, you know, my advice to people in the young professional realm is, is to advocate for yourself. Know your worth, what mm -hmm. you bring to the table, and then fight for it. Sure. Uh, any particular um, challenges with, I imagine, um, at one time or another, you've had to supervise someone who has been older than you? <laughs> oh, yes. Um, so up until last year, okay. every person that I have supervised in my career, uh, directly supervised, mm -hmm have been older than myself. Oh, fun. So I have had many interesting conversations. 
I feel like my mindset is, why are we having this conversation? You're much older than I am. We shouldn't be having this talk. It should thought, be obvious. Here we are. Um, so yeah, you know, it's very interesting supervising people that are that are older sure um it's it's definitely a unique experience i'm sure it's much more difficult for them (laughs) than it is for me Uh but i what i love on the flip side uh, of being a young professional is having employees around my age or younger Mm -hmm. than me who kind of have that drive and passion and the get it done and let's think outside of the box i love that aspect of Uh it because it's right in my wheelhouse and so it feels much more natural partnering with them and working with them than okay. it does somebody who's 20 or 30 years my senior sure we can bring different perspectives to the table exactly so the last couple of years have been fun so we've uh, a pandemic uh, an economic downturn and then specific to your industry the residential real estate market has exploded yes. so any thoughts on how you've handled that <laughs> You know, I uh, sent out an email to my team the other day just kind of updating them on where we are and discussing what the year has been mm-hmm. like. And uh, it, that was an interesting discussion because we're all just over it. Yeah. It's just been insane. Mm-hmm. But to your question, uh, the real estate industry has been on fire. And I would even say that economic development and commercial growth mm-hmm. has even been on fire. In Melbourne, for example, uh-huh. uh, my location in Florida, in 2020, they had the second highest economic development rate through COVID. Wow. Uh, which is awesome. And that has spurred a lot of residential wow. growth on them. So I think it, okay. they kind of go hand in hand. But it's been a challenge mm-hmm. on the hiring side, for sure. Oh, sure. Right. So what's yeah. been most difficult is you've got a record demand. Mm-hmm. But then you can't get the staff right. to match that record demand. Sure. So that's been really, really difficult. Sure, there's only so much you can pay exactly. for a role, um, yes. and yes. yeah, you want to make sure it's it's going to be a good fit, too. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, I think the PPP loans uh-huh. um, were extremely helpful. Good. Yeah. Uh, when you have as many employees as we do, and take uh-huh. such a sharp downturn for sure. a while as we did yeah. with COVID and the lockdowns, mm-hmm. it was fantastic to be able to keep them uh, sure. and to, to help support keeping them on the finance side but getting employees has been hard so how how maneuvered that and we've Uh done everything we can to keep the people that we have sure Um, paying much more than we thought we'd ever pay uh, Mm -hmm. having rates that are much more than we thought we'd Uh ever have okay uh, and just trying to meet the needs of our industry where Uh they're at okay yeah, no, absolutely. And, I mean, aside from pay, there's other things, you know, in, incentives, but again, there's only so much you can do. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And, and I think that's just the tip of the iceberg on that. Mm-hmm. You've got vaccines and sure. quarantines and right. masks yeah. and policies and everything that's yeah. new to people. Uh-huh. And certain customers want this. You know, right. we have, I will be honest, we have several customers uh-huh. that I can think of off the top of my head who have said, take your mask off in my house. Oh. Right? And okay. then you've got the customers who uh-huh. say, and the employees have to wear a mask, right. and we totally right. get that. Sure. And then you've got the customers who only want employees who uh, are vaccinated. Uh, you've got the customers on the corporate side uh-huh. who want your employees to take a COVID test on site before they wow. can even enter the building. Sure. So there's a lot of just ebb and flow, uh-huh. and, you know, rolling with the punches and right. And uh-huh. honestly, uh-huh. figuring it out as we go. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. We're all, we've all been doing that for the last couple exactly of years. That's exactly what it yes. feels like. Um, so you can only do so much. Uh-huh. And I think we've we've done a great job, and we've done 
the best that we can to sure. meet clients and customers yeah. and employees yeah. where they're at and sure. with policies that make sense. Good. That's, that's great to hear. So as business owners, uh, it's easy to get stuck or focus on just our business and, and just our clients or customers. Uh, you and I are both pretty active in the community. Yeah. Um, so can you talk about what impact that has maybe had on your business or just your overall uh, professional sure. growth? So on the business side, it's it's just networking and contact making. And I think, you know, through the last eight years that I've been doing what I'm doing, I think what I have been most successful at, and I think what has helped our business so much is the fact that we have been involved in the community and made connections mm-hmm. and personal relationships sure. with so many people. Yeah. And not only do they turn around and use us for their business, but they refer their friends and their clients to us, Absolutely. Uh, which which only helps the business grow. So mm-hmm. I think being involved in the community is essential yes. to a successful business. Yeah. On the flip side, personally, it's you know it's interesting because I am a young professional, so so much of my professional career has been being involved in the organization and groups that I am. So not only have I grown up in those organizations, mm-hmm. uh, but so much of who I am today and in my business is because of being involved in those, sure. those um, you know, community organizations, whether they be chambers or mm-hmm. nonprofit boards, etc. So that's that's a fun question that you ask that, and oh. something that's fun to reminisce about because it's so much has changed, you know, over the last almost 10 years of my life. Right. And to see where I am now compared uh-huh. to where I was then and uh-huh. who I am now compared to where I was sure. then has been a really interesting path to follow. Great. I, yeah, I always encourage business owners, if you're going to offer products or services in the community, you need to be involved. Yes. It doesn't have to be a leadership role, but you need to know who you, your customers yes. are and just take an interest, even if it doesn't directly impact yeah. you. I think people want a face with a name. Mm-hmm. Right, they want to yeah. see a face that's connected to the company, sure. and it doesn't have yeah. to be the business owner. Right, uh, yeah. it can be any employee who has a community role, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that that's the most effective way yeah. to handle your marketing. Sure, it makes no sense to sponsor something if you're not right. going to show up. <laughs> right, exactly. Right? That's, yes, that's a waste of money. So. <laughs> right, or just put out ads. I mean, I think the from a lot of industries, the days of just being able to put something in the mail or billboard is really gone. Right. People want to do business with people that they have some sort of a connection to. Right. Yeah. You know, that, that's an interesting point. So uh, my undergrad degree is in strategic communications, mm-hmm. which a lot of that is marketing. Uh-huh. And the marketing world has changed so drastically, sure. even in the last 10 years. Yeah. Uh, social media. Mm-hmm. is a huge part of that mm-hmm. and how people get information and how people connect to an organization. Right. So much of that is online yeah. uh, compared to where it used to be, you know, door-to-door sales, making yeah. connections. Yeah. And not that that stuff doesn't exist anymore, mm-hmm. but just the dynamics of how you change and market and connect uh-huh. are just completely different. Right. No, I, the uh, Facebook outage earlier this week, I have to admit, was kind of nice. <laughs> Right, but then I did hear from business owners who had paid for Facebook ads and things oh, no. like that. That were like, "What? What do we do now?" Oh, no. So there is that. People do use it for business. They obviously. do. They yeah. do. And I will. I will agree with you. It was nice. I think from a business level, it was nice because we get so much incoming sure. from social media mm-hmm. in terms of customers connecting with us that it was nice uh-huh. to take a breather. Right. On the personal right. side, uh-huh. I think it just kind of brought us back to a world where maybe we weren't so connected to our phones mm-hmm. and in tune with everything that right. everybody else is doing in the world. Right. So it's kind of yes. nice to just 
not have social media as that go-to. Yes, it is. I, I have even started getting even like late at night and weekends, people trying to reach me via Facebook. And, yes. you know, it's it's a balance between being, you know, very, um, you know, client friendly and service oriented, but you still have to have some balance. Right. So there's got to be a personal life balance. Yes. And yes. I think that's the worst thing on the business side that social media has created mm-hmm. is yeah. it's instant connection. Right. And uh-huh. there's sometimes from the consumer side, well, no balance between right. when I should reach out and when I shouldn't. Yes. And I will say, I think uh-huh. oftentimes the potential customers or clients who are uh-huh. communicating via social media who get lost the most mm-hmm. are the ones who do it in the evenings and late at night. Sure. Uh, because uh-huh. you might check it uh-huh. and say, I'll respond tomorrow right. and then completely right. forget about it. Right. right. But And if you do engage with, with them and start a conversation, then it sometimes does not end. <laughs> ending right. conversation. And yes. before you know yeah. it, it's 11 o'clock at night. Right. You're riled yeah. up. You don't, you know, you miss that sleep. Right. And yes. Then you're just angry the next day. Right. You can have excellent customer service and still have some balance. Yes. So, yes, yeah, so it's something that I, you know, uh, continue to have to set boundaries on. Boundaries, <laughs> boundaries is a good word. Boundaries are good. <laughs> so, are there any new products or services that you all are offering? Yeah. So, we just started offering junk removal services. Nice. Uh, we've always done that, but okay. we've never officially mm-hmm. sold it. Okay. So, that's something that's new to us that we're working through and, nice. and has been really successful at this okay, year. Great. Uh, you'd be amazed at well, the stuff that people have. I, I, yes. <laughs> when you're in this industry, <laughs> it's insane. So I feel much better uh, about being uh, the non-clutter person. Sure. My wife always uh, gets on to me for not letting her have like knickknacks or not letting her buy this decoration uh, or whatever. It's uh, not that I don't let her. I just aren't in support of buying that pumpkin at TJ Maxx or, um, you know, the fall saying. Right. right, Because you don't want to move that pumpkin. Because I don't, right, right. And we already have three of them, so why do we need another saying? That's fair. Right. Yeah. Uh, Alexis, I hope you're not listening to this. We just send this to her directly. Yeah, right. Um, She would laugh and say, yeah, right, I still get them. You just don't know about it. But, um, yeah, junk services have been okay. great for us, uh, okay. and that's something new that we're starting. Great. So uh, a large part of my um, client base is uh, estate planning and probate. Yes. So, for example, if someone's needing to clean out a house to sell it, yeah. that would be one of a service. Absolutely. We work yeah. with a lot of trusts, uh, families mm-hmm. that have trusts. Great. Um, yeah. A lot of the time, sadly, it's the children sure. uh, who are yeah. part of the trust who are working through the death of a loved uh, one. And so yeah. we partner a lot with them okay. to make sure that what yeah. they want to keep sure. gets moved to the proper location nice. and then what yeah. uh, they are ready to part with uh-huh. uh, gets taken away okay. uh, for yeah. them. So we, nice. we do that often and work good. with them. So that is good happy to, know. to help any yeah. listeners who are in <laughs> that position or yeah. will be one day. Great. So how could someone either request info or schedule a move? Sure. So they can call us at 918-234-2636. They will get one of our wonderful customer service reps on the phone who will be happy to help them and answer any questions and get them an estimate or get them scheduled for a move. They can look us up online at twomenandatrucktulsa.com and they can also uh, go on Google and find us that way or as most people seem to be doing these days, connect with us on social media at Two Men Tulsa. Uh, drop us a message and Keely, our marketing manager or one of our customer service reps, will get back with them. 
Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for being uh, a guest today. Thank you so much for inviting me. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure hearing your perspective on business ownership and uh, being a young professional. Um, I am obviously Jamie Miller. I own Jamie Miller Law Firm. I am a business attorney as well as being the random podcast host. So if you need to reach reach me, uh, I do love working with business owners at all stages of their business. My office number is 918-938-1322. And thank you for listening to BizTalk with Jeffrey and Jamie.